Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Well, welcome on board. I'm Mark Lawrence. Oh, no, wait a second. Mark Lawrence is back. Oh, my goodness. I was about to do the intro to the show that I did all last week, but there you are, bearded, strikingly handsome, looking well-rested after your week of painting. Are you going to let me talk here? No, I was used to talking. I don't really need you. <laughs> You're always used to talking. Yeah, I notice you interrupt Steve all the time. Why is that? Well, because he interrupts me all the time. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. You go back and listen to that. I did. I counted Joe. Joe's interruptions, 912, and Steve, 6. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> but anyway, all right, well, it's good to see you, buddy. You okay? I am fine, and you look in fine fettle yourself. Yeah. How is your fettle, by the way? <laughs> fettle? <laughs> is that a real thing? Fine fettle. I don't know what fettle is either, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll but have anyway. to look it up. Yep, all is normal. Very glad to be back. Uh, let's see, you got uh, one text last week. Well, that's because I didn't give the number or the name because so I don't know how to it out, so bring it up. And send it in. Somebody says, Steve, heavy.com, worldwire.com are two sites with the real info about John Fetterman's wife. So I guess she's uh, in hot water. And what is this tangled mess? I don't know. I didn't do that. I showed it to Steve while you were there. I said, this is what I have to endure every day. <laughs> Mark ha- can't sit here still. This and is a fidget, a fidget gadget. It's a little twisty tie that you try to put in to back must together. must have been Ben doing that on See, Friday. it's already back together. Oh, all right. Well, that must have been Ben doing that because I didn't touch you it. You didn't touch it. Okay. Well, anyway, so my, all my fiddling <laughs> toys are still here. My, my spinning soccer ball that as time has gone on has become noisy, so I can't really do it as much. I can hear that, yes, yeah, quite clearly. So that, but strangely enough, isn't that funny how you you don't hear so much, but you hear that little sound. But anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, glad to be back on the Mark Sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. A big, big thank you out to Steve Kushaloff, who filled in last week, and uh, Ben Reikley and Craig DeFazio hosted a good show, talking about, among other things, September 11th. Greg has just uh, a very touching story to tell about that, uh, the loss of sister, yes. right, loss of a sister, so uh, I was. it's uh, strange to hear that story again, but really brought home the uh, 9-11 anniversary that we observed a couple weeks ago uh, once again. So yeah, thank you everybody who filled in last week. Uh, our, and no thanks to you, you get a stipend, so I'm not thanking you. I didn't, I didn't expect you to. <laughs> All right. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You've never been a very gracious person. Uh, you can email <laughs> us at on the market. Everybody Okay, I'm just going to leave that go. All right. You can text Why us. Why don't you let it go? You don't want to leave it go. You want to let it go. 70236 is wide open now. You can send us a text, include the keyword OTM. Then your message, you're limited to 150 characters, which we think is basically the audience of this show. And so we would just invite you to send us a message however you wish to. You can even uh, call in. Let's see. Things that are going on in the news. The president last night said, eh, maybe he won't run again. So I think this is the planting of the seed. No, I thought where, he said he was. Uh, 
sure you heard that right. Right. Well, he, he says he he's, said he had fully intended to run for another you're term. Right. He has the intention, but not hasn't made the specific decision. But I think this is starting the momentum <laughs> that would take him out of office, and they'll probably try to get a different Democrat in there. And of <laughs> you course, weren't. You you were on vacation last week when he had his big uh, anti-inflation celebration on the same day that oh, inflation was what up at eight point three percent and the stock market went tank. Right. Oh, Joe Biden is never, never, never. We have to get on. a. Uh, we have to get a, a different staff in there, too. Whoever said the day the inflation numbers come out, we should have President <laughs> have a, have a Biden talk about how good the inflation numbers are. Well, he's made a couple of mistakes lately, so I think we can discuss those if we so choose. One of which has to do with the border. I hope you and Steve talked about the debacle. With oh, the, we did uh, indeed. That was that drove the conversation for several days. Texas and Florida governors send, I, sending individuals across the U.S. And it's amazing. US. They, they never, never reported on this. MSNBC CBS, all the major networks know on the border, nothing. But suddenly they send 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, and it is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Are you allowed to film near the vice president's residence? They didn't show too many pictures of there. Yeah, they had people at the, at, what is it, the Naval Observatory. They had pictures they at the had Naval Observatory. Still, okay, and I saw people at Martha's Vineyard on CNN. They were doing broadcasts from up there. And well, this is a awful. big, you know, this is uh, President Biden. You know, I, I think he probably has some things he can say. Inflation is moderating slightly and gas prices are down, so he can, you know, f- falsely claim that he's had a big impact on those kind of things. But to, to leave the border unchecked and to get to this point where governors say, look, you're ignoring a huge dilemma, it's just unconscionable. It's, it, it's why he won't be, it, no matter what, he isn't going to be our next president. There's no argument about that. So it's just, he won't be able to with the immigration the way it is. Well, I mean, the administration has ignored what's going on at the border. I mean, appointing Kamala Harris to take charge of the border was at first, uh, first and foremost a joke because she hasn't done anything about it. But they haven't, they refuse to address the issue. Mm-hmm. And so the Republican governors have done something to call attention to it. And lo and behold, the media now is on it, but they're on it from the standpoint of these governors playing recklessly with human lives, and they confused the people. They didn't tell them the truth about where they were going. I heard the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, saying they weren't properly fed or given medical care when that isn't true. Well, and apparently it's not actually legal to send immigrants all over the place and just dump them off. But Why? The federal government's doing it. They're flying I was just going to say, you know, uh, sending illegal immigrants to very well, that's probably legal what the federal government is doing, but in any event, what the government is doing. In the middle doing. of the night? But, you know, at some point, you know, it's, it's like when you had the radar rally. At some point, you had to waste some time standing on the steps of the Capitol holding signs and talking into the microphone to get something done about radar. You just have to do something bigger. And I think this is what the governors are saying. You know, okay, we're trying to deal with this. And immigration hurts every single human being. I, I, I heard just enough of your show last week to hear. Uh, somebody say uh, illegal immigration doesn't really hurt us, you know, meaning here in the heart of Pennsylvania, and I disagree. I just think the cost of everything is way up, and your government costs are up, and state education costs are up. So anyway, so that is the massive piece of undigested meat that's blocking President Biden's colon right now. He can't seem to... He hasn't touched Boy, there's it. an image I'll carry with well, me all day long. I was going to use the undigested meat, but I said, what's the next step? <laughs> An actual blockage. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll go to the phones and uh, talk about the topics of the day. Uh, Eric, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. 
Good morning, Mark. Welcome back. Uh-oh. We missed you. Uh-oh. So, Mark, you take a vacation from time to time. Unlike Joe, who is the Johnny Carson of morning radio, he just takes every Friday off, right? Right. right. Every day's a holiday for Joe. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, what's going on at the border is uh, needs addressed. Um but, uh, yeah, I don't think that these governors whose, um, whose rights and responsibilities and authority lie within their state borders um, have the authority to ship people out of uh, their, their states and just drop them. The government, I think, is trying to deal with this issue and maybe not dealing with it well. But when they send people, they have send them to areas where they are, are welcomed and they have... Um, system set up to at least try to take care of them on a basic level while these governors and it's, it's, a, it's a political hatchet job and probably very effective and yes it's, it's, a, it's a bad situation I, I admit that and I, I also agree that uh, our current president I don't think will be our next president I think uh, the Democrats need to come up with a, a viable candidate and I also think the Republicans have to come up with a new viable candidate uh, which leads me to my point um, so, um, as I said uh, on this show, before the elect, the last presidential election, I said that uh, President Trump would be defeated, and he would not accept that. And what we saw happening January 6th uh, demonstrates that. Uh, over the weekend, uh, the president was interviewed on a conservative show hosted by Hugh Hewitt, I'm not sure what network who asked him if his chances of running again for the president in 2024 be deterred if prosecutors indicted him. And this is what the uh, former president said. President Trump said, I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running. If he's indicted, but if he's convicted, he would be. I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps you've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. Um, if that's not a rally for <laughs> for almost like civil war, uh, but Joe, your thoughts on that comment? Well, I think the President Trump has stuck his foot in his mouth numerable times. This is another example of it. Well, and the president has lots of factions of people that would uh, certainly cause problems, you know, whether it's violence or run into state houses or whatever if he were indicted. But uh, most of the country is fixated on other things. Most of the country wouldn't participate in this, you know, in any sort of a big thing. I think Lindsey Graham called attention to the fact that there will be riots if the president's indicted. But if the president broke the law, whether it's in Georgia or federal laws, then uh, he should stand trial like sure, everybody sure. else. Amen. But, but why should we have our, our large political figures, some in office like Lindsey Graham, some out of office like former President Trump, you know, uh, stirring the pot and rallying it up, uh, basically saying, and the president's also said before, hey, he could shoot somebody in downtown New York and nobody would touch him. This guy believes that. This guy <laughs> believes that he is above the law and that if they, you know, if he's convicted that the United States would rebel against it and, you know, that that's very scary thoughts. Just like I always said what happened on January 6th, very scary stuff. 
Look, the Biden administration has proven itself to be almost entirely inept at almost anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but they just haven't. They haven't addressed the border issue. They haven't addressed inflation. They are tone deaf when it comes to the American public, but people are struggling to pay their grocery bills, and he's having a party on the lawn at the White House celebrating his wonderful bill, which so far hasn't done a thing to reduce inflation. And every forecast says if it does do anything, it'll be years in the future. So, I mean, I think this administration has a lot of problems. Trump has a lot of problems. Yeah, I agree with you completely on one thing. We need two <laughs> new, fresh-faced candidates. Normal, right, intelligent. Who, who can take this country in a different direction. Constitution-minded. Either of these guys have done or are doing. Yeah, that's right. We've had two well, terrible placeholders in place. I agree with place. you, Joe. Oh, my goodness. I said it. I agree with you. <laughs> oh, my but God. Well, thank you so much for being our friend. <laughs> the difference is the Democratic Party, I believe, will fully back a another candidate, but I think a good portion of other Republicans will continue to hang on um, having completely drank the Trump Kool-Aid and will hang on to him. And I think the Republican Party is uh, is in bad shape to try to get someone who, if not Trump himself, would be one of his puppets, which apparently the Governor DeSantis seems to be. Um, but I, I, I agree. I think we need two new candidates uh, for the next presidential election. All right, okay. we got you, Eric. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Appreciate you. That. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Uh, Stan, next up, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Uh, wow. I mean, Eric just, yeah. So much he, to he, talk about. Yeah, he, he seems to be infatuated with Jan 6, but I don't recall him being so outraged about all the riots in 2020 that went on for six-plus months by the left-wing political activists. I don't recall that. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'd have to hit the tapes. I don't know if those tapes go back far enough. But I, I don't recall well, I don't being think, so outraged. I don't think they were really encouraged by the president. Uh, you know, President uh, Biden and or Trump may not have done as much as they could, but they didn't encourage those riots. And they're really relatively uh, they, few buyers. They were encouraged by the likes of Kamala Harris and all the other political left-wing hacks like, uh, let's see, Walters and... And some of the other Democrats. Well, Kamala they Harris were encouraged was... because they didn't. They they helped bail out yeah, the, the rioters. They had, you're right. Kamala Harris raised bail money for him. So I'm sorry. You yeah. Know, so I, exactly... I don't want to hear it. They were encouraging it, and they were saying that uh, you know they got to take the fight to the streets. And and I forget who said that. Somebody from up in the northeast there. They you know have to take the fight to the streets. There will be unrest. And I think that was uh, Presley maybe. Uh, so I yeah. So that that's you know, that's that's a problem. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. The people that went into the Capitol on January sixth and destroyed things were wrong, a hundred percent wrong. Now there was also, for some reason, the doors were open for them to get into the Capitol. And that's that's a whole something that has to be fleshed out and find out why that happened because those big doors weren't broken down; they were opened. So you know that that information needs to be come out. But whatever, that's in the past. Okay, right now we're talking about the future. And right now, we're the present. Right now the present is we have an administration that is totally lawless. They can't secure the border. They won't secure it. Not can't, they won't, for whatever reason. I have a uh, uh, an idea of what the reason is, but, you know, I have no proof of it. So we'll leave that go. But we do know that they are violating the law by not securing the, law, the border. Okay, and they're also doing something, whether it's lawless or not, because I guess maybe the president has the authority to do it, to emptying the strategic oil reserves. 
You know, he's bringing them down there at the lowest level they've been for 40 or 50 years. And now he's talking about refilling at a, at a premium price when, you know, two years ago they could have refilled them for 24 bucks a barrel instead of the 85 that it's at now. But, of course, the Democrats said no when Trump suggested that. So I don't want to hear from Democrats how, how Trump may or may not be lawless because they still haven't told me any laws that Trump has broken. They say he may have broken some laws with his bull BS, <laughs> BS of, you know, his documents and stuff, but they still haven't proven it. It's all leaks, 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 just like they've been doing for the past six, seven years about him. Well, what about well, when he encouraged and instructed the vice president to violate the U.S. Constitution when, are, are, when they would have had the vote tally? Would that not count as a cons- like a conspiracy count if you're encouraging and uh, instructing one of your officers to break the law or no? Did he break the law? Where's the law? What is the law for an account? They have rules and stuff that they say, but I don't know if there's any written laws on that. You know that's neither here nor there. That's in the past, and it is what it is. They haven't. If they if they had said that that was uh, a violation of law, you would think they would have indicted by now, wouldn't you? Just, here's what here's well, the way I think it is, he's, Mark. He's got a half they a dozen they're investigations they're underway. I want the indictments to come down. I want them to come down, and I want all the evidence put out there. I want Trump to see all the evidence because right now everything's one sided. Just what they say he did. But they can't. They they won't show it all to the people. <laughs> he, he he can mount a defense. Right now he can't mount a defense. Kenny, except in the uh, public opinion. Yeah, I was going to say he's okay, got the plenty court of public opinion. The only place that anything can be done. And right now you got all the news media against him. The 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 Democrats completely against him. Academia against him. So yeah, public opinion. Court of public opinion is swayed one way. Yeah, and but, it's by big propaganda arm. But, but you have to you have to look at it. It'll all flesh out. You have to look at it from the other standpoint. President Trump hasn't exactly helped himself. In some points, I agree with you, Joe. I won't disagree with that. Uh, he, he says some really stupid stuff sometimes, doesn't he? And I agree with that. <laughs> he does. Okay. Yeah, and, and it is what it is. But that's, you know, he, he, but but that's last time I though. checked, United States of America. The First Amendment allows you to say stupid stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, right. but that doesn't make you a good candidate for President of the United States. Again. <laughs> well, he, he's not a candidate for President of the United States right now, is he? Well, he's not denying that he's going to run, so... Okay, but, but, but he isn't. Now, <laughs> anyway, now moving on. Let, let, let's go back to the first impeachment. Was, was Biden declared at the time that they had the impeachment? I don't recall. It was rumored that he might be. So they impeached it because they said he was trying to get foreign uh, entities to dig up dirt on Mr. Biden. Basically, that's what it was. Yeah, and the Ukraine. Right, in Ukraine. So that, that, that's what the first impeachment was about. And Biden yet, as far as I know, hadn't declared anything. The rumors were that he was running. I still don't think he's, you know, he's not the one running the show. That's, that's Obama. So, you know, <laughs> the puppets, running Eric him. talks about the puppets. Well, Biden is a puppet of someone. Obama would be my first choice, but it may not be just Obama. Okay? okay. But, as, but as far as the immigrants going to Martha's Vineyard, boy, they got rid of them past, didn't they? They, yeah. they, they? Those white folk up there, those rich white folk that say they're welcoming and inclusive to everyone, 
Sure didn't want them there. Was well, that the Why ideal that? place for them? Is is that where they belong? Is that, you know, are they not... Do they belong in Texas? Do they belong well, no, yeah, in Mexico? Why, why do they belong in is Texas, Martha's New Vineyard Mexico, set up Arizona, for that? I mean, that's California. sort of a separate enclave up there. It's not really a normal neighborhood. Are they no, really set town. up to handle part of, that kind of, of thing? State. It's part of Massachusetts. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no argument there. But I'm just saying, okay. is it ideal that they stay there? They certainly tried to welcome folks as long as they needed to, but I think some of them went elsewhere afterward to maybe places well, better suited to. They moved them to a, a military base. Is that where they went? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you oh, notice Barack God. Obama didn't open up his estate to them. He didn't say, come on in. I got 69 acres here. I'll put up plenty of tents for Well, yeah, and I think you. Stan's on to something. I think the people not welcoming these people is something to talk about. You have the one that were dropped off at Vice President Kamala Harris's uh, home, and of course they welcomed as many as they could, they but none of the embassies would. The Vatican wouldn't unlock their gates and let them in. The Russian embassy wouldn't let them in. The embassies are all right there, and all of them doubled their guard and made sure that none of the illegal immigrants got in there. We're, we're what, talking about Washington? Plus all the churches sealed their doors and wouldn't let them in. In Washington, <laughs> when they dropped off the immigrants near they Kamala the Harris. the churches sealed the doors. Right, because they don't didn't want them in. Of course, you know, the church wasn't in session at that time, so they didn't want him in. So, yeah, I just think it's kind of strange. We're getting a real glimpse of who's actually welcoming here and who is not. Kamala, of course, was, but I think she was probably between a rock oh, and a hard spot. Oh, she pe- opened her doors and invited people in. The, ga- the outer gates were open to where she's at. Now, whether they went into the house or not, I, you know, I didn't actually see that. But they, the, uh, the Hill talked about different people go- going up to different embassies, and, of course, they wouldn't go in, and they had lots of extra guards there to make sure that nobody got in. So Guaranteed the Secret Service detail was doubled around Harris's ha- home well, I can't when, imagine, when they showed up. I can't imagine that an illegal immigrant would want to go to a foreign embassy after going to all the trouble of getting here to the United States. <laughs> Seems like that right. would have been a waste of their time. Well, who knows? Well, you all know, right. as far as them... Uh, Belonging wherever oh, they're going, go. you know, is that the right place for them? <laughs> they don't belong go. in Texas or any place <laughs> in the southern border. They belong in Venezuela, where they came from, where they and came they from. have. We have All a right. process, and until they obey the law and follow the process, they're not welcome here. I'm sorry. Well, some of them are not illegal immigrants in the typical fashion. They're individuals seeking asylum. So you get that little no, no, asterisk no, 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 no. Mark, in their Mark, places. Mark. You get that little asterisk in their cases where they can be handled slightly differently. So uh, that's that. But still, shipping them all over the country. It's obviously a move of desperation. The governors felt they had to do something to try to get that done. All right, Stan, we will give you the last word. Go <laughs> right ahead. We, we are not part of any asylum agreement that allows anybody to form shop. Those people do not legally have a right to seek asylum in this country. They have a legal right to seek asylum in the next country nearest their home where it's safe. Gotcha. They can't form something. That's all they're doing. They're coming north thousands of miles to seek asylum. They're full of it. Through dozens they're being of helped countries. by left-wing right. groups. It's right. against the law. Noted. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for have calling in. Have a good in. one. Bye. <laughs> okay. You didn't All right. see George Soros offering to buy tents and food, did you? Well, no. This whole thing is a mess. And uh, it does not surprise me that the uh, Republican governors are doing this, and it doesn't rep- surprise me that it's you know finally getting the attention on immigration that it should have had all along. Amen. All right, got to hit the button, then we'll come back. Joe and I will have a couple of more words, and then we'll have CBS News coming up. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing 
and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yeah, I'll see you this afternoon out at Penn's Tavern. The event is sold out. We want to say that, but please listen on the WKOK uh, radio station this afternoon and on the app and later on the podcast because we will be out at the Penn's Tavern for the Neil Mertz Frenzy, raising money for veterans who get to enjoy some outdoor activities. So it's just a uh, uh, super opportunity. All right, so, Joe. Uh, what do you think of uh, shipping the illegal immigrants to ver- and asylum seekers to distant locations? I think somebody has to do something about this issue. And if that forces the Democrats to get off their posteriors and actually do something. And, of course, Biden turns it around saying, well, we offered to, re- to do something with the Republicans, but they refused. Well, let's hear what Biden's plan is. If he has a good plan, put it out there. And if the Republicans refuse to help, they'll be branded. I mean, people will see that if, if Biden actually has a good plan. But I I haven't seen a plan from Biden. I, I asked Steve last week to name me a couple of things. He said, well, he's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> I said, okay, tell me a couple of things he's done and what the positive impact on it has been. Never heard back from Steve on that one. Well, he's talked about, you know, seal, you know, uh, increasing border security someplace, somehow, but that's not, the, the issue is significantly bigger than, you know, s- sort of the fencing that even the President Trump had in mind. Bigger than that. All right, to be continued, folks, we're going to take a break for CBS News. Then when we come back, we will have open phones once again. I'll have some headlines, and then we'll open up the phones. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time, it is 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. We got open phones right now. We'd love to hear from you. We just spent uh, half an hour talking about the immigration topic. Uh, the governors of some states sending uh, immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants and asylum seekers to uh, Republican enclaves. No, no, Democratic enclaves. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> Democratic enclaves <laughs> like Martha's Vineyard and then uh, near Kamala Harris's home. And we talked 
about all the closed doors. You says uh, Barack Obama was there and he would not open up his home, Joe? No, the, his estate, something like 29 acres, he could have opened it up, but he didn't. None, of, didn't. The, none okay. of the big Democrats up there have opened their homes to these immigrants. They made it a point to get them right off the island as fast as they could into that. <laughs> into someplace else. Okay. Right. Well, to be continued, folks, what's your view on this topic? It certainly is the uh, desired spectacle that the Republican governors had hoped for. What should President Biden do? Uh, What's the faith aspect of this? I've heard preachers, both conservative and Democrats, saying that this is a a terrible thing to do, and others saying that it's the right thing to do. It's desperate times for desperate measures kind of thing. And uh, so what's your view on that topic? Maybe there's something else on your mind. It's an open phones Monday. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM and then 150 characters remain for your usage there. Uh, On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Let's do some headlines here. A former local Republican and Union County leader has died. Ruth Zimmerman of Mifflinburg was nearly 94 years old when she died Friday. Her family says she was active in the local Republican Party in both a county and local auditor and a Union County Commissioner from 1988 until 2000. Active in numerous state and local and regional boards and history-oriented organizations in and around Mifflinburg. Visitation is today and funeral services Tuesday for Ruth Zimmerman. It's called the Susquehanna Valley United Way, and it's a mashup of the Columbia Montour United Way and the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. So that's the understanding the needs of the community and calling people to the table around these needs. We're not necessarily the expert, but we do love to call people to the table to say, hey, we know that there is some need here. How do we accomplish it together? And what we're now seeing is how do we help infuse the programs and projects with money? And that is Adrian Mayo, who's the president and CEO of the merged Susquehanna Valley United Way. You can hear more about that topic and her podcast interview on WKOK Sunrise on the WKOK podcast page. A Mifflinburg woman died in a crash yesterday. Melissa Dizadzio died as a result of the crash around 1.50 a.m. Sunday in Union County. The State House Government Committee has a trio of election bills they're hoping would help restore confidence in Pennsylvania's elections. One of the bill seeks to ensure the secure transportation of election ballots so they're not misplaced, tampered with, or under or overcounted. Committee Chair Seth Grove supports the bill. Making sure we have uniform rules across all 67 counties through thousands of precincts is very important. Another bill would require anyone nominated or elected to an office through write-in votes to file a statement of financial interest within 30 days of the certification of their nomination or election. Representative Russ Diamond says a third bill would require the Department of Health and the Department of State to work together to remove the names of people who have died from the voter rolls. This bill is simply an effort to keep our voting rolls clean. The bills now go to the full House. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And what is happening in the U.S. Senate race is exactly what analysts said would happen. Republicans are holding their nose and backing their candidate, while Democrats are holding their nose and strongly backing theirs. Uh, the difference between uh, John Fetterman and Dr. Oz had been in the double digits, but the latest CBS poll shows Fetterman leading Oz by just four percentage points. And the latest from the 
Trafalgar Group this week had Fetterman up 48% to 46%. So more folks uh, saying they back their man instead of being in the undecided category in that race getting close. It looks like uh, Dr. Oz is catching up. That'll make Joe happy. He still has a crush on him. Former, or check that, Governor Tom Wolf and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman have announced a coordinated effort for that pardon for some drug laws. It's a one-time, large-scale pardoning project for people with select minor, nonviolent marijuana criminal convictions. The window is now open. The Pennsylvania Board of Pardons is accepting applications for the Pennsylvania Marijuana Pardon Project until the end of the month. The governor's office says it's estimated that thousands of Pennsylvanians will be eligible to have their convictions uh, pardoned and uh, they'll be uh, free of whatever burden that is continuing to place on them for minor nonviolent marijuana infractions. And finally, on CBS's 60 Minutes last night, President Biden sat down with CBS News correspondent Scott Pelley for an interview that aired yesterday. Here, President Biden addresses the prospect of running for a second term, but does not explicitly commit to running again. My intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again, but it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. <laughs> Another word, salad. Uh, <laughs> really, yeah. In other words, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a thousand ways not to say no, but there's only one way to say yes. He won't say yes. So he's usually Here's one. today's weather. It might rain if it don't snow first. <laughs> right. All right. So that's President Biden. He talked about Hunter Biden, a wide range of topics. Pretty interesting interview, actually, as uh, they go. If you're not hung up on the royal watching from London, do you watch any of that? Does any of Some that of it. appeal to you? Yeah, it's, it's not really. I mean, we fought a war to get away from the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, Although yeah. I did think the Queen was a lovely lady, and I think she did a lot for her country. And you're, judging by what all the celebrities are saying now, you're about the only person that never met her. <laughs> so, 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from you. And uh, we have open phones. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Joe, I got the field all lined up there yes, for you. Yes, you do. Uh, one of our emailers, or actually, these are all emailers. They say, mm -hmm. if they're welcome, why are they being shipped in the dead of night? That's a very good point. And that's the federal government shipping them in the dead of night. Let's see. Another emailer says, well, we now know why Biden's polls are tanking. I never would have guessed. Biden, with 60 minutes, people disapprove of me because they are psychologically unable to be happy. What? <laughs> Is that what he said? I didn't catch that. Well, oh, uh. <laughs> and then Tom says, somebody spikes Stan's Kool-Aid. Yeah, Stan's got it bad. Yeah, and let's going. see. During the riots, the Democrats generally took a very passive stance and a look-the-other-way attitude. I'll never forget the comment AOC from New York said, how can you be against people running out of a business or store with a loaf of bread that they need to survive? I saw a lot of big screen TVs coming out of those stores, but never one loaf of bread. Hmm. Unbelievable. <laughs> good point. All right, one more. And then this one. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Eric, you must be living in Marktopia. Us Republicans have many good candidates. A lot better than the Democrats have. If you can come up with, if you can come up with one, good. I would be surprised. If Trump doesn't run, we may have many good Republican candidates. I will name you a few: Noam, Abbott, Cruz, Rubio, DeSantis, Rick Scott, and Tim Scott. I hope they all run, including Trump. 
Well, Don Jr. is being talked about again, so oh, hopefully okay. he'll run. Uh, well, We've Nikki had Hale. enough father and son combinations. Okay. <laughs> well, Nikki Haley's being talked about as. Uh, and there's a viable candidate. Yeah, I, I appreciate. She did an interview not too long ago. That was good. A Democrat. Who would be a Democrat that you would vote for? I mean, because like the whole Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Harris, Biden, that whole team. Manchin. Joe Manchin, yeah, right. Or uh, Gretchen Whitmer. She was interviewed on CBS the other week. Did a super job. Um, And the, uh, I'm sorry, the other lady who was with uh, Manchin on that. I can't think of her name right now. Oh, (laughs) who was that? (laughs) Welcome to the memory show, folks. Uh, We're here to improve your memory. uh, If we could could get our own going. Right. All right. But in any event, yeah, you can see there's... I think that this is a very unique time in our body politic where we have fabulous candidates on both sides who could step up. And I mean, I'm certainly not as many good Democrats that are sort of in the national picture as there are good Republicans. But like Mike Pence uh, is... It seems to be campaigning. Is that what you call it? He makes personal appearances all over the country. I don't think, I don't think he, he, can t- he could make it. Okay. Well, no, I don't think Only he could win, he but I think he'd have, be a good candidate. He doesn't have the charisma. Well, it depends on who he's up against. You know, if it were Mike Pence versus Amy Klobuchar, I guess who most people would vote for. Well, and I think it were Mike Pence against uh, the current vice president, hopefully he would have a good right, shot. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I think people would... Uh, what, what did they say? This is Trib Live saying, hold their nose and support Dr. Oz or hold their nose and support uh, Hey, finally, Doctor, uh, people are realizing that what how dangerous Fetterman is with his freeing people oh, from prison. He, he actually Moving appointed on. to the to the uh, parole board a woman who praised Muammar Jamal uh, who shot and killed a Philadelphia cop. All right. Well, obviously, that's not an ideal situation. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Jim, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hello? Yes. Hello? Go ahead. You're on the radio Hi. now. Okay, Mark. Uh, Mark, you do a great job. I appreciate you being out there. But uh, this is Jim from Ashland. I wanted to talk about uh, um, a, a flip flopper, uh, otherwise known as Ron Tanny. He's on the ballot this fall as a Democrat. He was a Democrat. He became a Republican uh, when they thought they were going to hand off the uh, the job of uh, Moss or to him. And now uh, he's back to being a Democrat, I guess. I'm not sure if he's still registered. Well, he is, on the North, he is on the ballot as a Democrat. He had a sufficient number of write-in votes. I know he was hesitant as to whether to take that opportunity, but... Uh, well, uh, it's either he actually uh, uh, didn't do anything or uh, due to omission or commission. Uh, but he didn't. He had two opportunities to take himself off the ballot, and he didn't. Oh, I got you. And, okay, right. And then uh, we, you know, one of the biggest problems in America is the Republican Party <laughs> itself. I mean, no, well, seriously. I don't know about that. They uh, they were asked about this, and they said, ah, just let him be on the ballot. So now their candidate has to spend uh, there has to spend money and effort and time because uh, they were like, oh yeah, let him be on the ballot. That's that's a, a, a nice thing if you're uh, uh, in a way, but it's not fair to her. And at what point then uh, you could just arbitrarily uh, do a write-in campaign and get on the ballot for the fall and not do petitions? Well, would you not but say th- that this is a race now between the two individuals most interested in being a great state representative to replace yeah. Kurt Mosser? Yes, yes, I would agree, but... It's sad that, uh, um, 
yeah, he uh, the way he did this, you know. So okay. this is okay. my well, opinion. Okay, he's on the ballot. Fighting a good fight, and you're doing a good job. Okay, Take care. we got you. Bye. Thank you so much, Jim. All right, we got open phones. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Stan was accused of drinking Kool Aid, but we have a very articulate response to that. It says, "No, Tom, I'm spitting facts, unlike you, Kool Aid swilling Democrats." There you go. That should that should resolve that argument once right. and for that's, all. That's okay, it. that's the go. definitive word right there. And then one of our emailers says, next time one of your liberal callers brings up January 6th, ask them whatever happened to the two pipe bombs that were found in the morning planted at the headquarters of the Republican National Committee and the Democratic National Committee. The bomber was caught on tape. You think the FBI can't find him, but they can ping phones to find people who entered the Capitol. I understand the vice president was inside the DNC when the bomb was found. You'd think bombs planted near the vice president would cause the kind of urgency seen in the January 6th committee investigation, but there's no mention of bombs by the committee at all. Isn't that puzzling? Hmm. Why wouldn't President Trump demand that they be found, whoever did that, you know, encourage the FBI or Justice Department, whoever's doing the big investigation, say, look, I want to find out who did this. Did he not say that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I'm asking you. He mostly talked about January 6th uh, at the Capitol afterward, not so much the bombing. Yeah, the bombing kind of disappears into the background. Well, none, the neither, neither of them went off. Though, right, the bombs disappear into the background and all of this. But it was President Trump's Justice Department and uh, everything else. But uh, So it was probably a missed opportunity on his part to try to catch those perpetrators. But I think he really focused on the riot at the Capitol itself uh, rather than focus so much on the bomb. In what way do you think he focused on that in trying to incite In it his words. No, I mean, this is afterward. Afterward, he talked about, you know, what it was and what it wasn't. Right. And, you know, how his people are supporting him, and he had the uh, help of the Proud Boys and so on, and all the rest of them. <laughs> the help of the Proud well, Boys. Well, what are the three percenters, Proud Boys, and the rest of them. Three percenters? <laughs> right. Those <laughs> Sounds are, like milk. Uh, didn't you ever hear them? It's a uh, group based on the fact that I think only three percent of the people who were in the U.S. at the, well, it wasn't the U.S. yet, fighting against the cr- England, only three percent of people were actually involved in fighting. The rest of the people were just enjoying life in these United States. And so they call themselves the three percenters. But they're one of the groups. Well, if we ever need to start a war with England Oath again, keepers, we'll certainly... that's the other one. Thank you. We'll certainly keep them in mind. Another emailer says, Sorry, Mark, Pence will not ever get by the debates. He's just not the man I talk to many Republicans, how they feel about him, and it's a no. Well, right, I, I agree. He certainly is not the... I think uh, there should have been a period there. He's just not the man, period. I talk to many Republicans, how they feel about him, and it's a no. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't pick him. I, I'm just saying he's one of the people being talked about, along with Governor Hogan of Maryland and um, well, many other people and Ron DeSantis and right. there, there's no the, shortage of the candidates. Scott team, <laughs> the double Scots. So they could have they could run Scott and Scott. I think what's going to be very interesting in after the after this midterm election is over, if the Republicans do well, 
uh, and meet expectations. I won't say they have to exceed them, but if they meet expectations, I think that's going to force some reevaluation on the part of the Democrats as to exactly what their message is. Right now, I think their message is pretty bad. I mean, we're, we're not closing the border. You know, we're in favor of letting all these people out of prison. We wanted to fund the police. You know, we, we were very upset that somebody's sending, making us deal with a problem that we're letting other people deal with on the southern border. I, I just, inflation. Well, I think I mean, message is going to, they're going to have to use Olympic scoring for their message. They're going to say, okay, we have some things we've done exceedingly well, but we're not going to get credit for it. We're lowering gas prices. All right. We certainly, they didn't the, lower the, the gas the, prices. The pres, well, the president says he had a part in that, just as we... He had no part. He says he had no part in raising them. Well, that's right. Exactly. So, <laughs> okay. So we're going to cross that out. It doesn't count. Is the one thing he could claim is maybe is exceedingly positive. And, and then he's going to take uh, immigration and he's going to cross that off the list. They're not going to talk about it, just like they're not talking about it now. Then they're going to call attention to other things that they have done. You know, they can say, well, we've inflation is starting to moderate, and the jobless rate is still low, and there's still some, you know, economic development. Some businesses are growing in the U.S., and we're in the process of, you know, getting chips started here, and we fix the uh, veterans thing yeah. that related to the fire pits and so on. So they're just going to have to stand on those things. But, you know, I... I, I, I just don't want to see whatever happens after the midterms turn into sort of a Ron DeSantis uh, hand me, you know, an easy win for him. I think he's too extreme, and there are good Republicans out there that are running. Extreme. You want to talk about extreme, let's talk about Fetterman. And incidentally, I think this will well, show you how bad the de- things are for the Democrats. When the Washington Post is saying that Fetterman's not telling the truth about his health, <laughs> his health he's right. not telling the truth about his Did health. Did he get he jabbed has, by the Post? He's on the run when it comes to these. Was it a news writer or an editorial writer? It was a. I think it was an editorial writer. Okay. Well, they that's they called the, for him to. They debate. certainly host a and wide range of He wouldn't of set the debate until finally, they they said he should, or they called him to task. Then he set a date, but not till October, long after a lot of people have already voted through mail-in balloting. Why is he? And why I is he so cowardly that he won't face Dr. Oz? I don't now? think he's cowardly. I just don't think he can do it. And I honestly think what he should have done is 20 of them in order to show any t- any any form, any group, like you and I, of course, we have an invitation into them also, incidentally, but uh, so far no responses. But in any event, I, I think he should have done 20 of them so people could realize that he can think, he can hear, he can follow along, Unless, he can course, do it. of course, maybe he can't hear, he can't think, and he can't follow along. Well, that's just it, you know, and we're going to see it one time when he, you know, when he actually has the debate. But he does okay in some speaking engagements, as long as he has his teleprompter and he has to have help hearing and that's uh, you know he has to in earpiece he did well, they one can make com- they can interview compensate for that but the minute they right. offer compensations he says they're making they're ridiculing a man recovering from a stroke well if i, I think were going to ridicule him it would be because he didn't do the things necessary to prevent himself from having that stroke well that's another topic like i said america's national pastime is ignoring doctor's advice so that, that well, that's has, what you think that i don't changed. do that well you don't do that but i do everybody else in america America does. Everybody else is obese. You're the only one that's fit as a fiddle. All right, we're going to take a quickie break, but we would love to chit-chat with you. Call us now. We're talking about our body politic. Uh, Do we want an extreme Democrat or extreme Republican candidate in the next presidential election? Do you want it to be Amy Klobuchar versus Ron DeSantis, or do you want a Nikki Haley versus... 
uh, Gretchen Whitmer race is something like that where you get to people that are just slightly more moderate or would you rather have uh, sort of the Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Liz Warren triumvirate to run the Democratic Party and get uh, Mike Pence and the, some of the other staunch conservatives. What's your view on that? Uh, the immigration issue flying immigrants and or asylum seekers all over the U.S. Uh, in order to disrupt Democrats quiet on the topic of immigration. What's your view on that? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and you can answer the question, would you wait 19 hours? Whose coffin would you wait 19 hours in line to walk past? Joe, we'll let you answer that question in a minute. Okay. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. What do you know, Joe? One of our emailers says, according to the rules, Pence could have refused the election results, and then they would have been sent back to the states, saying Trump wanted Pence to break the law is simply false. A little bit of misinformation goes a long way. Well, yeah, all right, he could have sent it back. I think it, well, Pence... But he Pence, had no reason to because the results weren't tainted. Right, he didn't have any, uh, what it was, a probable cause. Right. Well, and the other thing is Pence said it would have been illegal. Why he feels that way, I don't know. I certainly don't know anything about this at all other than, other than you know, the experts say that it would have been illegal. And Pence himself says it would have been illegal for him to do that. Now, whether that is tr- whether that's a investigatable crime and would lead to somebody being indicted, I don't know, or maybe just a proceed error that would send it back to the Senate. But, uh, yeah, Pence says it would have been, uh, or that he didn't have that option. Well, it's largely a ceremonial thing. By the time it gets to him, all he's doing is announcing the results. Okay. For him to come back and then say, well, this, we're going to start this whole thing over again because I think there's something wrong, there'd have to be, for that to happen, okay. there'd have to be a national call, something so obvious that people really said, you've got to do something about this, it's been stolen. The only person claiming it was stolen and, and then a loud voice was President Trump. And even so, he, he lost, what, the popular vote by 5 million or 7, 7 million, million votes? 7 million votes. That's a lot of fraud. If that if that actually happened, you would think that'd be easy well, to prove. Well, I saw an interview over the weekend with the pillow man. And there was oh, actually... there's an authority if I ever heard well, one. Well, <laughs> you laugh, but there he said there were $8 million in fraudulent... 8, 8 million. million fraudulent votes. That 8 were million cast. fraudulent votes? Right. And so. what is his, what is his uh, rationale for this kind of... Of a bizarre statement. Uh, fraud. 
And he can prove it? Uh, no, it's no, but, okay. but he, he, it's a firmly held belief that I it see. was fraud. Okay. <laughs> so, but the pillow man has spoken. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, that the vice president is just announcing the results. But see, like when I do the sports around here on these rare occasions, I always announce that the Cubbies won. Now, they may or may not have even played or <laughs> won or not, but I always announce that they've won. Well, that makes you a liar, though. Well, it, <laughs> a liar seems so diabolical. Uh, well, all right. So announcing something that didn't happen is diabolical. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I should stop doing that. But uh, No, I never did. But in any event, yeah, I see what you're saying, that he's just the announcer under those circumstances. So uh, announcing your firmly held belief isn't really what the, the situation's all about. All right. Well, we would invite folks, if you want to weigh in on this topic, 1-800-795-9565. Joe's uh, brought one Fox clipping with him today that numerous individuals on the island of Martha's Vineyard declined to be welcoming and accepting of the uh, immigrants and individuals who were flown there, asylum seekers or whatever, that got there. And so is it uh, is it right to do that? Uh, I know a lot of ministers are opposed to this, saying, you know, you're supposed to welcome the immigrants, Florida and Texas. But at the other hand, some conservative pastors say, no, they, it is in fact the president who is in the wrong Well, if you're this. supposed to welcome the immigrants, why didn't they welcome the immigrants at uh, Mars's Vineyard? Well, I think they were. Uh, from we're what just sharing I the wealth, saw, right? Yeah, I saw some live pictures up there. Everything seemed to be going exceedingly well. Right, for 50 people. You Is know, that but look, what it was? look at what's going on in the border where all of Couple these of two, communities. Three million. All the, yeah, the encounters. What was it, 2 million encounters so far this year? I, the, the number's horrendous. Well, and those would be the ones you catch. And How you many talk did you miss? Right, and you talk about uh, uh, putting the pressure on services, human services, the governors of those states, then the border have a serious problem. And the administration isn't doing a thing about it. Well, and I think it's strangely ironic. Of course, the president chose the wrong day to announce that some of his inflation work right, had well. happened. <laughs> what if inflation was announced at 8% annually? 8.3. Eight, okay, which is really a, the understatement of history. How they get that, I don't know. Because you go to buy eggs now, and they're $9. So what is, that's an exaggeration, but you get the point. Well, different things <laughs> were up different different amounts. Right. Yeah, that's right. Over the summer, we had a story that strawberries are the same price as last year. Well, that's a good news. <laughs> yes, isn't that just great? <laughs> Gasoline, of course, was almost $5 a gallon at the time. Look, we have serious so. issues in this country, and we have things that the president should be addressing. I mean, he was supposed, he's laser-focused on, so I always love to I'm laser-focused. <laughs> laser he's laser-focused on so many things things, and none of them are happening. He could do something about the border. He could take steps, as President Trump did. He could reinstitute the building of the wall. He could get money for it out of his Congress, say, look, this is worth trying. Look at the number of people who have died trying to come across the border. It's up I forget, well, some huge percentage. And they're not talking about that. They're saying, oh, it's inhumane to send people to Martha's Vineyard, but is it inhumane to let people die swimming across a river when they don't have to? If he had kept the Remain in Mexico policy there, there wouldn't be an issue. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take another quickie break, but to when we come back, we would love to hear from you on this topic or another. We're enjoying an open phones day. One of our good listeners says, Ron Tanney, not the ideal Republican candidate in the one of us. Ron Tanney. Oh, okay. And uh, not the ideal Republican candidate in the 107th district uh, that, uh, of course, the uh, good Democratic candidate is the one to go with there. 1-800. Really? Or no, You're the other way around. I got them backwards. You're I'm sorry. endorsing candidates now No, the no, no. I'm just telling you what a caller said. Oh, okay. 1-800-795-9565. <laughs> you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. 
All right, I mentioned only because I couldn't think of any sort of normal Democrat out there that's running that might run for president. I know there's about 20 of them talking about it, but most of them are ultra-Democrats like Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar and uh, Pete Buttigieg and those types and President Biden himself. I just threw up the name Gretchen Whitmer. I thought maybe she is a little bit more moderate. She's not on that list that the President Biden and his team are on. But one of our good listeners says, Mark, you're uninformed. Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan is no moderate. She's the tyrant of Michigan. Her COVID lockdown was draconian. There. Puts you in your place. All right. I don't... Wait, well, the, that irritated she, she that would get faction. Some, she would get some sympathy because they were trying to kidnap her. So. Right. I was just going to say it irritated that one group so significantly they were ready to... Uh Executor? Did they? How uh, well, were they? I don't. Were they going to execute? Or yeah, that was. They were going to have a trial for an executor. Oh my gosh! Well, there are a lot of nutty people out there. There's no doubt about that. You know, if we don't come to some point here where we we actually start addressing problems, and you and I've discussed this many times on the program. You know, there's no real consensus to address issues. It's kick the can down the road if we can. Attack the it's person. It's find some way to uh, make the other party, the other political party, look guilty for not doing anything about it. I mean, we really have too many political people who are political people. They're not statesmen. Do we name me a statesman? Do we have a statesman anymore in this country? Mike Pence. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, <laughs> he might be the only one. I mean, seriously, somebody, I mean, now as a past president, I think you could say George Bush is a statesman. Yeah. Uh, maybe Barack Obama, too, now that they're no longer on the political fray on a daily basis. Who's a real, boy, I would ask you this. Uh, if who do, who do you think? Who else? Who might you speculate would be? Who's a real natural-born, constitution-loving well, statesman? Well, who's out there trying? who's out there trying to actually put this country back together again in some meaningful shape? Um, some Some place where we can all... Respect other people's opinions. You know, you look at what what we have Liz going Cheney? on in this country. Liz Cheney, have you grown to respect her at all? I never disrespected Liz Cheney. I think she has the courage of her convictions. I just think she's wrong. On this stuff, okay. You know, but I don't think she's a bad person, and I don't think she's not a Republican. I think she's mm -hmm. obviously a conservative Republican. She just doesn't like Donald Trump. Right. She's <laughs> gone after him. And that, I don't think that should be the criteria as to whether or not you're a Republican, that you support Donald Trump. I don't support Donald Trump. I consider myself an eye in the wool Republican. Well, let me ask you this. Can a statesman survive today? If you're not going to jab your opponent on Facebook and at the microphone and in sound bites, can you do well? You know, this sort of relates to the, the terrible impact that social media has had on the political campaigns. You know, you and I don't live, breathe, and die Twitter and, and Facebook, but about a third of the country does. And they think these one-word memes are accurate, and, of course, Facebook could care less. They just want their dollar. So, um, I mean, it's really had a terrible impact on the nation and the globe, for that matter. Well, yeah, it's certainly something we've never encountered in this country before. We've never had anything like it. I mean, you and I grew up in the era of telephone booths and dial telephones. Right, running uh, to, if I would go to a fire and ask a neighbor if I could use their the phone. phone. Right. <laughs> you know, it's always amazing to watch those old TV shows and have them, you know, somebody automatically calling someone's house uh, and instead of somebody picking up their cell phone. So, things have changed and it, it certainly communication has become so much easier so prevalent today that disinformation who was it I think it was Winston Churchill that said a lie can get it all halfway around the world before the truth gets its pants on <laughs> and I think that's terribly that's become even more true 
Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so many gullible people believe this stuff. That's the worst part. You know, somebody looks at the at Facebook and they have a meme showing President Biden uh, with two illegal immigrants working for him in the White House. And they share it to other people. Say, look what the president is, the biggest hypocrite, because he allows what are tantamount to slaves to help out <laughs> in the White House. You know, and so that, that lie makes its way around the world before... What, what was her name? Jean Pierre can Karine Jean Pierre can can fix it. So I don't know. Well, people and are she's not exactly a fountain of, of uh, virtue and truth. <laughs> well, right. So she's part of the problem. But uh, honest to Pete, you know, uh, Mike from Bloomsburg calls in and says we're headed down the. Uh, you know, we're in trouble, and I certainly believe him. Fortunately for us, there are a lot of well-meaning people like yourself and myself who would love to see the best in this country emerge. And then there you have what uh, Professor Ellis referred to as the rest of us just watching football don't really care. You know, we're going to have to rely on them to help keep us stable in the years ahead. Well, we're always going to have differences of opinion. So on, on an issue you believe very strongly over here, I believe very strongly over here. How do we reconcile that? You know, do we fight a war over it? Do I take arms against you because you disagree with me? Or do I accept the fact that maybe you've convinced more people to believe what you believe than I've been able to convince, mm-hmm. and I accept and so the fact you that your opinion is going to prevail. You know, do well, I continue to work for my opinion? But, I mean, we've come to the point now where it's become everything's personal. It's not just the issues, it's people. Well, look at the Democrats that you have worked with closely over the years, how Quite much you worked with them. They were, you know, good local business people, very interested in moving this country forward and, and just focusing on business. And when there was a Republican president in the White House, they accepted it and supported the nation. If there was a Democrat, you accepted that president, no matter who it was, whether it was Jimmy Carter, you might not have agreed with him, or Bill Clinton, or Barack Obama, you accepted it and, you know, argued about policies and decision-making, but respected them. But we're, we're done with that. You know, that is uh, President Biden doesn't command any respect in that manner, and of course, President Trump didn't. So we're, well, we've, we've been we're blessed in with We've been blessed with some good congressmen in this area among Republicans and Democrats. I mean, I work very closely with Chris Carney. I work very closely with Tim Holden. I work closely with Fred Keller. Um, You know, and all of our congressmen, uh, before that, Don Sherwood, you know, these are people who were interested in trying to accomplish something for the area. Pre-MAGA lawmaker. Well, I mean, if if you're really, if your interest is in what can we do to make a situation better? What can we do to make this area better? What can we do to make Pennsylvania better? What can we do to make the United States better? But that has to be the question. And the answer can't be, we got to elect more Republicans, we got to elect more Democrats. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, what are the policies we should follow that are going to achieve the goals? What is our biggest problem we have right now. How do we address it? What do you think the biggest problem we have right now is? Right now, it's the economy. It's inflation. People are struggling to make ends meet. You know, and the and the, and the Biden administration's answer to that is spend. I don't think it's spend. I think it's a matter of, you know, tr- let's try and put down prices. What did they have during World War II? They had, and it, again, it's draconian and it's not probably popular, but they had price price freezes mm-hmm. on products. They had caps on what was, was allowed. Was President to Ford whip inflation now and froze prices? Right? Yes, okay. whip, whip. I you forgot whip. about that. Whip inflation the now. The buttons. Um, 
Yeah, it's. I think inflation is the biggest national issue that we have right now, and but I think the nation's biggest issue is going to be election confidence. I think that is going to be the spark that's going to prompt us to. If if somebody's going to turn violent in the U.S., I think it's an election integrity. That's why I said the other week, and I kind of got uh, uh, rebuked by several callers, is that I think one compromise I would personally be willing to do would be to go back to a election day if it would restore election integrity because we need that. I, I think really think that's so critically pivotal. If you like if in the next election in 2024, Joe, you you knew that the election wasn't stolen in 2020. But if in 2024 you have serious actual doubts about the integrity of the election and it's close, I think that is going to undermine this country. Well, we had that big discussion on Thursday last week about, you know, election integrity and whether or not voter identification. And you and I have gone back and forth on voter ID for a long time on this program. You know, but you're right. But uh, Steve quoted a survey, I forget who did it, uh, about what the biggest problems facing the country were. And the surveys came up with threats to our democracy. Um, I don't know that I buy that. I don't think that there are threats, specific threats to our democracy. Mm -hmm. No one's specifically advocating the violent overthrow of the government. Uh, not even President Trump has done that. Although, you know, well, I think you could argue that individuals who are involved in the riots that are ongoing in Portland and Eugene, Oregon, are interested in the overthrow. But it's just a small group, just like January 6th was just a small group. It certainly wasn't representative of the Republican well, Party as a whole. MSNBC, it, it, it was awful. The well, Republicans are bloodthirsty. A thousand individuals tyrants. is hardly an asterisk. But at the same time, it certainly wasn't the whole party. Look at Doug Mastriano stayed outside. You know, he didn't go in because he didn't wasn't favoring whatever they were doing in there you know I mean certainly if he felt that now was the time to act he would have gone in there and Bill Clinton didn't inhale okay <laughs> you don't think Mastriano I don't know they have a lot of video inside the the uh, White House or inside the Capitol all right well we have uh, talked our way to the next break so let's do that but we'll take more comers we've got one caller standing by who's heard some inspirational dialogue from Joe and I so he can react to that I was waiting for you to gag. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. I say election integrity, the biggest issue in the country. Joe says inflation. What's your view on this topic? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market, or you can text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Well, Whatever. <laughs> Joe and I just resolved one of the nation's biggest issues off mic, but I forgot what the solution was. So, so how are you doing? Looking for it. Uh, 
lower right-hand corner, Joe. Hi, does the Whitmer kidnap plot was an FBI-inspired plot that ensnared some really stupid people. Dan, Dan thank you for waiting. You waited through a whole break. Thank you. Hey, good morning, guys. Why, uh, you talked about statesmen. I put Fred Keller right in there with one of the top statesmen. He's always been that way since his first election here as representative, and I really think he's a great guy. It's too bad we're losing him. I really sad to see that. I like Dan Muser, David Rowe, very good statesman. But here's a good question. Who did they support as president? President well, Trump. Muser and uh, Congressman Keller are MAGA nutheads. Yep. I mean, they're over Good. the top. I mean, that's that's too bad. That's the strike against them, oh. as far as I'm concerned. And what Who is Congressman what Keller and Dan know? Muser? What do they know that some of you so-called experts that keep keep degrading Trump down to something less than a person know that? What makes you so much smarter than they are, or people, or even me? What makes you smarter than I am that you could pick? You're missing the point, Dan. Nobody said we're smarter than you are. We just have a different opinion. You choose to characterize us as belittling you because we disagree with you. No. I think that there's a legitimate school of thought that Trump did a good job. He was a good president. There's also a legitimate school of thought that he didn't. Well, you know, you peep the newspapers, the 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 broadcast media, the whole group of them cannot call Trump a statesman. They call him everything but a statesman. I I prefer to call him a statesman because that's what he was. All right, how did he how did he manifest the statesmanship you're talking about? He had our yeah, yeah you can snort. I wasn't snorting at you. Me. That was Mark. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I Go know. Ahead. I know who it was. But <laughs> here's you. the thing. He had our he had re, our country running like a well oiled machine again. We were go, we were progressing and we didn't have the progressive progressives to thank for it. We had a real progressive, Donald Trump. Our country was going great, and most people knew it. And he—I mean, we were respected all over the world. And now look at us—they're laughing at us. Well, if you listen to some people, they said they were laughing at us because of the way Trump behaved. They might have been laughing outwardly, but inwardly, they—they had respect. They knew we were back on the block. They knew we were there to be reconciled with. And look how well our country was doing right here domestically. We had we were had money in our pockets. We were we had cheap oil, cheap gas. We were increasing in. In every way, I can't think of a way that we were going backward like we are now with inflation. Whatever. We didn't have much inflation with President Trump. 
I looked up them. I looked up the meaning of statesman. It's Merriam-Webster's. It says, a statesman is a man or woman versed in the principles or art of government, especially one actively engaged in conducting the business of government and or shaping its policies, a wise, skillful, and respected political leader. I'm sorry, Donald there Trump. There you have it. They, what, don't, what, they don't have what, Donald what, Trump's picture there, I assure you. What, I assure you they don't, but... Most of people out here do. Actually, they have Theodore he Roosevelt's the picture there. So. Great. He he was a he was a true patriot for this country, the first one we've had in a long time. I know you can mention Reagan, Joe, and I agree with you, especially his first term. I agree with you, Joe. But look what he gave us. He gave us a Bush. Oh, thank you for that, Mr. Reagan. But but Trump's the real deal. And it, you can bet if he runs again, Dan from New Berlin will get his vote <laughs> if I'm here. Well, I'm, I'm sh- here, and he's going to get a lot of other votes. People recognize statesmanship and ability to run a country. I don't think... Thank the Lord he wasn't a politician. He did what America needed. He That's why he's being downgraded all the time by the liberal media, because he actually did the job. He couldn't. He didn't take their filthy lucre. He wouldn't take wait, their wait, wait. money. Their filthy they what? Pay money. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the thing. They the lobbyists couldn't buy Trump. He had enough money. He didn't need it. Look at Obama. He got filthy rich once he got into politics. Where did all that money come from? That's always a good question. They write a lot of books and do a lot of speaking appearances. Yeah, yeah he didn't make that much <laughs> off his books. I guarantee you, Dan from New Berlin don't have any of his books. So you think he's on the take? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh, Actually, well, I agree with you about Fred Keller, and I agree with you about Dan Muser, and I agree with you about Dave Rowe. They're good people. They're good political people, you know, but I don't think you can call them statesmen because they haven't appeared on the national platform. Well, Fred has. Fred Keller has. Right, and they're right. All both magnets. I mean, that, well, that's not, that, that excludes so many Make people. America Great Again is not a nutty well, proposition. Amen, no, but to amen. be a President so Trump now you're head. preaching. Now you're preaching, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Make America great. What was really wrong with that? The delusion is what the became Democrats wrong. Democrats didn't it. like it. That's what it was deluded. <laughs> thank and you. It wasn't us. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you really appreciate it. Narcissist. There we go. Now we found the definition that has President Trump's. <laughs> Now that one fits. <laughs> Name or his picture right beside it. Teddy Roosevelt, greatest statesman of all time? No, not the greatest of all time. This is WKOK Sunbury.